It'll be like pop-up video if anybody pops up. Welcome to the Rockin' Randy's Pro Wrestling Outlaws podcast. My name is Jason. Tonight I am joined by Diggy and Albert. And typically this is where I ask how you guys are going, but I want to take a second here and just uh, put you guys over, put put everyone in our chat over for a second. Um, some of you listening know, some of you probably don't know. Uh, my little dude broke his leg uh, two Monday, almost two Mondays ago at this point. Um, and it's been pretty miserable. Um, he has a cast that goes all the way down to his left foot up to his chest. He looks like he's in a freaking Abdullah the Butcher outfit. Um, and then it comes down the the left side to his knee. He can't move. Um, he's doing a hell of a lot better with it than I am. Uh, but you guys have been awesome. You've been letting me vent. Uh, let me talk about it. You've been asking for updates, and I really appreciate the fuck out of all of you. So I just had to put you guys over real quick here in the beginning because you guys mean a lot to me. You know when well, you say daddy Greg. says sell. <laughs> <laughs> no, that nothing involved me telling him to sell. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you want to get into it, but I... I... Nah, 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 nah. I was gonna say, I was gonna ask you how exactly did it happen? Well, I wasn't there, so I was working. Um, he was at my mom's because my mom watches him while Jamie and I work from home because technically they don't want you to have your kids at home. Obviously, this is going to be an extenuating circumstance. My mom's coming up here because I don't, I have, I, we'll get to it with my issues with the car seat. Um, this is very pro wrestling. Uh, tonight. Um, but I got a call from my mom around like 1115 that Monday, the 19th. And she said, all she said was Logan fell and he can't stop crying or, or yelling. And I could hear him in the background. And I'm like, well, this isn't good. Uh, I hung up the phone. I, I drove the block and a half down and he's laying on their couch in the fetal position. And she goes, his leg hurts. It's what he's saying. His leg hurts. And I touched it, and I felt something move. Um, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get Jamie. You call the ambulance. Uh, by the time I, Jamie and I got back to my mom's, the ambulance was there. They were getting him calmed down. Um, so what happened was he was playing on the floor, and he had one of those activity books where you can like rip the pages out. Like, they're perforated. And yeah. You can rip them out. And he had ripped out a sticker sheet. And you know how on the one side of the sticker sheet, it's basically like almost like parchment paper. It's like as a sheen and it's slippery. And yeah, so he got up to dance and he stepped on it with the slippery part oh, down. No. And oh. the way his body torqued and landed, he did a split. And that caused the spiral fracture of his his femur. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. And uh, it is 
that mo- that Monday and that Tuesday in the hospital were like the worst days of my life. And that covers a lot of freaking ground because I've seen Gianna in the hospital. I've seen Gianna break her arm jumping in a freaking tent when we told her not to. Um, but this is totally different because he can't move. He can barely move his upper body because it, it literally comes up to his tits. For lack of a better term. Um you could have said his chest. <laughs> it just it just <laughs> levity. I had to add some levity to it. Um <laughs> my bouncing baby boy has bouncing boobies. <laughs> but like he can't really maneuver too well, even upper body wise, because it circles all the way around um to his back and front. It's it sucks, man. <laughs> um, but it's been almost. But he's two getting weeks. better. He hasn't been in pain. He sneezed once that first week at home, and he, that caused him pain. Since then, he's been in no pain. He's back to his normal self, personality wise. He just has moments where he gets upset and frustrated because he he can't get up, or as he as he puts it, I'm stuck. Fair. Yeah. But that said, he's kicking ass at freaking what is it, Super Smash Brothers Melee? <laughs> he just got that Santa got left that for him that for series. Christmas. He got that for Christmas from Santa and he's already unlocked fifty of the seventy five characters in it. Oh, yeah. good for him. So we got a video awesome. game savant on our hands. <laughs> Well, what else is he going to do right now? <laughs> it's literally that, play on his tablet or watch TV. And, you know, we're making the most of it. Um, yeah. We had uh, a mini Christmas with my mother-in-law and her husband today. Jamie's stepdad and his wife are coming up tomorrow. So that'll be the last one. The freaking tree's going down this weekend. I can't wait. I want room by my desk. <laughs> but no, I, uh, we're making the most of it. He's doing really good. So thank you. Again, thank you guys. I appreciate all of you being here for me during this. No problem. No problem. You picked the right name for him, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> As Albert uh, calls him, Little Wolvie. Yeah, a little Wolverine. Great. Now she somebody has to call him Bub. Bub. <laughs> well, I told that story in the chat. We were waiting for Jamie to, because at the doctor's office, uh, it's just a pain in the ass to kind of keep him chill at the doctor's office as we're checking out. So I always go buckle him up in the car seat, which I said I'd get to it. Let's just cover that now. They gave us a totally different car seat because of the cast that's on him. And it's a special needs um, car seat, but because of the cast, he can't quite fit in it right. Oh, so he's sitting on a fucking wedge. But like the seats like this long and the wedge is this long. So he's barely sitting on anything. So it's not like the safest thing for him to be in. But the hospital's like, oh, it's OK. The police won't pull you over. I'm not afraid of the police pulling me over. I'm afraid of him freaking sliding down and choking himself. Like, 
So one of us sits in the back with him when, like, we take him to the doctors because that makes sense. neither of us trust this stupid ass car seat. I can see yeah. Dan Aykroyd from Saturday Night Live selling the car seat now. <laughs> Does your toddler want to want to choke themselves? <laughs> no, it's safe as it, hell. <laughs> Oh man, it, it's it's been rough, but we're we're making it work, and that's that's all that matters. How how was your guys's Christmas? I know Diggy, you went to your dad's. Yeah, went to go see Violent Night on Christmas. What's the hell? And you liked it? Celebrate. Yeah, it was pretty good. Right up my movie, right up my alley. Yeah, I'm gonna hold off for that one. But I'm waiting uh, till it's streaming. Nothing like seeing Santa Claus stream streaming on one of your free services, not the uh, pay twenty dollars to watch it. Oh no, I'm not paying twenty bucks anymore for movies. That's ridiculous. It'll be Unless on the Cocker Netflix within a month. So <laughs> there you go. He's waiting for the Jenny Nadehot version. Oh, gee, that wouldn't be Violent Night. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, my Christmas, I, I went to my parents and uh, had dinner there and came home. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Sounds good to me. I'd rather have had that than what we had. So <laughs> I'm a little jealous right now, Albert. Well, so, uh, don't be too jealous because I did have to shovel out my driveway before I left the house because it was during, I you, you know, were saying. yes, yes, yes. I, I paid a guy to come and uh, blow out the yard the day before. I, I had to shovel it out that afternoon afterwards. Not as bad, anywhere near as bad as it was, but it was like, it was, we had, uh, it was from the drifting and whatnot and the snow from the day before, it was a good two feet in the driveway. So I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. I got a friend <laughs> who does that. Uh, and he, get, he charges me a reasonable price when I need him to do it. I haven't had to do this since I moved in here. You know, we haven't had this much snow and some time it's like every it's always been even when we've gotten snow it's been nothing that i couldn't shovel you know and clear out it's it's been a while since we got this much snow here in michigan at least this part of michigan it is so rare for where i live on cape cod to get a storm like that that you know that's more than two feet what winter of the um, 04 and 05, that December three feet snowstorm, next month four foot snowstorm within a month of each other. Yeah, and now it's all gone almost. 44 degrees yesterday, I think it was yeah. 50 degrees today. Like yesterday it was sloppy. It was sloppy. It's like all this snow is like in the road and it's slush you're driving through. Now it's all gone. Yeah. I have, you can see grass in my yard again in some spots. Hmm. Yeah, it's so weird. I, I go up to New Hampshire, it's under 20 degrees. I come home today, it's like in the, in the 50s. I'm like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, it was 60 here today. Um, but see, I would take the snow over the ridiculous cold we had last weekend. Mm. That was oh, unreal. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Had like the furnace turned up to like... 70 and. Yeah. yeah. Furnace was up to 70 and it was 62 when I came down in the morning. I turned a space heater on and pulled one up from the basement, which that was a miserable thing to do. Uh, plugged that into the living room, had that oscillating, had one going in the kitchen by like three o'clock in the afternoon. It was finally up to 68 in the living room. Uh, well, I woke up uh, at like 4 a.m. on what day was it? I think the day before Christmas. Might have been the day, may have been two days before. But I woke up about 4 a.m. freezing because my furnace needs to be replaced. It's not getting done this winter. It's not getting done this winter. So I'm hoping I can make this stick out. Periodically, it will shut off, it'll trip, whatnot. And uh, then I have to, like, uh, take and reset it. And then it's fine. But I had my friend look at it before, and he told me what the problem is, is whoever put that in here, they put a furnace in that's too big for this house, and there's not enough air returning to it. So it's it does this because of that, because it's not getting enough air returning to the system. And it'll be cheaper for me to put in a smaller, more efficient furnace than it would be to add more air return somewhere. Plus, there's not really anywhere where I could. So, right. But what's your heat source? It's gas. Spectrum. No, no, (laughs) spectrum. (laughs) That's my crappy case. That's my crappy internet. <laughs> hey, look at that guy there on the screen. What's up, oh, Hot Rod? Oh, oh, look at this right here. Yeah, to get, look at the guy coming in right now. Yeah. Somebody say something about, I look blacker yeah. than a motherfucker. Oh, uh, is this mic on? Um, <laughs> the, the mic is on. Uh, but the light, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say you want to get Hey, there we go. There we go. Uh, uh, who said motherfucker? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, not say that word. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was it, March? Uh, uh, hey, I, well, I just wanted so to this pop is in. Some... And... Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Just, just wanted to pop in and say what's up. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up with that? Uh, I actually thought about that the other night. <laughs> uh, somebody mentioned gas. So this is gas. supposed to be a gas. Yeah, Albert's got a uh, <laughs> gas heat. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about another kind of gas. No, not kind of gas. no, no. no. I, I asked because uh, I have I have oil heat. That's what we have here, and it's it's oil. miserable. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, y'all got some different Even things going on up on the East Coast. Yeah. So I was just having this converse, conversation with my, my mom last week. Um, 
apparently at where I in the house I grew up in, they were still using oil up, or uh, coal up until like 2000. I didn't realize that. I thought they got rid of it way earlier. So it wasn't wow. until like the 2000s we were using oil. So that's interesting, man. I uh, I didn't realize so, things were still that old school up until 2000. I thought that really would have been more of a country thing, you know, down south. Well, we live. I mean, where I live is what is considered the coal region of Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. So there's still like active coal mines and and people who you know produce it and sell it and all kinds of stuff. Oh, see, I was ignorant to that. I did not know. No, okay. I mean, no need to say you're ignorant. You're <laughs> no. Nah. I mean, I didn't know. You know, <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, uh, that's 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 what the definition of ignorant is. Text. Right. I know, but ignorance used in a very negative way a lot anymore. Yeah. So I don't want. That's true. Yeah, like. People try to use it for being rude. Well, that's pretty ignorant of you. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. I knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> they say ignorance is they say ignorance is bliss unless you're blissfully ignorant. You're right. So which one is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, in that case, uh, you know, I, like I said, I'm from the South, and I, I guess you know, regional things you don't know if you're not from there. So yeah. Where I come from, when we think of like, you know, Philadelphia and, you know, Pennsylvania or just the state of Pennsylvania, I think big city. You know, I forget that, uh, you know, there are. It's Kentucky in the middle. Right. (laughs) I just want to know how close you live to the Amish stags. Uh, Well, um, (laughs) there are a few Amish families where I live. And there's some Mennonite families where I live, but like it's not like Lancaster where that's what it's known for is hipsters oh. and Amish. Hipsters and Amish. That's funny. There might be some <laughs> hipster Amish. I don't know, but <laughs> some Amish. <laughs> I was going to be my next character, <laughs> the, the Amish hipster. Right. <laughs> the Amish. That's funny. Amish Road. Kid. I mean, I think I've told this story in the uh, in the chat, but I'll tell it on the show. Um, every year there's a big softball tournament in the area uh, to raise money for breast cancer. And they had to create two divisions, a fun division and a competitive division because the Amish were dominating so bad. Like they were kicking everyone's asses. Mm. So they had to create a whole competitive division just for the Amish teams to play in. Wow. Wait a second. I didn't think the Amish played baseball and things like that. You know, I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) They only played during the day. (laughs) No no nighttime games. I mean, I saw that with Randy Quaid and Woody Harrelson about bowling. Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they do everything. Oh, wait, wait, wait. They dominate. Does that mean that they do everything plus and a half more? So does that mean that every game that they play is uh, 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 15 innings? Right. (laughs) And and if they play at night, (laughs) they got the lanterns on tall poles, you know, (laughs) because they don't (laughs) use electricity. Or or is that a misconception? The dudes who replaced our, our windows in the attic and fixed... Um, patched up our roof were Amish. Oh, so they know about electricity. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah they and, have and I'm not trying to say right. something is different with them nowadays. Yeah. There's like, it's not, 
The Amish aren't what we think they are from TV anymore. No. Because uh, there's like a group of them that moved into an area, bought like some farmland, not far from, not the school I'm teaching at now, but the last school I was teaching at. And it's like, they, there's this area basically that the Amish have bought up. So it's like, you see the buggies and whatnot around there, but you also see like they're in like these, uh, you know, they're, they're like regular houses, you know, with electricity and everything and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, some of them have cars. Running water instead of outhouses. And see, so, I mean, you know, like you say, it's not everything like you see on TV. I mean, same with black folks. I, I, there, there's some still some people that think we still walking around talking about, yo, blood, what's happening, man? You jive turkey. You know, so. Wait, hey, like, wait, you, wait, wait, wait. You're not? <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, I had to go. Jive turkey. I, go <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it's Rod. Nah, nah. Has anybody seen the show Amish Mafia? No, is that okay, a real thing? So it's a real TV yeah, it's show. It's a real I'm thing. Going to see this right now. It's the best comedy I've ever seen in my life. It's a comedy. <laughs> so, That's funny. What channel is it? So my brother-in-law's. One friend, he he he's another guy who plays in bands. He hangs out with a lot of those people. Mm-hmm. Oh, the he Amish mafia. A lot of the Amish mafia people, yeah. Wow. You know what though? When I think about it, not just. Know... Oh, go ahead. What's up, Albert? I said, is this an actual thing? It's not just a comedy. No, no, it's a it's a reality show, but I laughed my ass off at it. <laughs> I don't I don't know if they're still making it, but yeah, no, but my brother in law knows those people. I I just watched like an episode of two, and I couldn't help laughing because you don't expect it. You know what's yeah. though? It, it, it's the same as y'all realize there's a there's a Jewish mafia too. I mean, that's a yeah. real thing. Yeah, you know, it just just the same as Asians have the yakuza and stuff like that. You know, the Russians. It, I don't know if it's, is it really called the Bratva or, or is that a TV thing? Uh, who knows? I I don't know. But I mean, you know, everybody got a group of, you know, thugs. <laughs> it's just real. Well, uh, you go back to the, the fixing of the 1919 World Series. Exactly. Who was the guy that was supposed to have been a mastermind behind it? Oh, I, I don't know. Who who is that? Uh I don't know what his I, I know the, the name is. What was his name? No, if I can, I can tell I you the, the baseball I player. Can tell you, I can tell you the fictional guy from uh the Great Gatsby is a guy named Meyer Wolfsheim that's based on the actual person oh, kind of. But it's I like forgot a, about that. Yeah. But it's uh yeah. But he's based on like an actual person who was behind uh organizing it i guess or something like that but uh oh, uh, yeah okay. it's like but hmm. very I'm, much I'm very much a uh stereotypical jewish person in that book hmm. okay did they call him a miser <laughs> no. No. Or, or no that's something different that's, that's that cheap. that's uh <laughs> angelo that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's that's the papos right <laughs> And he was Italian, right? Or was he? Yeah. Yeah, he was Italian. Right. Uh, so I think yeah. I think Macho 
people. I think Macho and Lanny were Italian and Jewish because I think their mom was Jewish. Oh, Not- their mom was Jewish. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dig it, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know that Lanny Pothos Jewish. I now know what he sucks. We said, you build forward, dig it, yeah. Right. Well, we've talked about Lanny's extradition to Columbia, so. Yeah, I'm going to stay out of that one. He got some problems, obviously, so, you know. Uh, but he ain't, he ain't I, you know, the first, still, he ain't gonna be the last. You know, there's creeps. I everywhere. still mark out every time he wishes me happy birthday, so I'm, <laughs> I can't say too much. Uh, I used to get one from Ahmed Johnson, and uh, <laughs> for a minute it was cool. And then I started reading some of his posts, and I was like, oh, I'm good. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm good. What was, what was Ahmed's line from the sleaze list? I want to say he his line like he was pimping out women and what was the line he had them hoes so pimped out that he could use their tongue for toilet paper or something like that. Wow, you know what? It wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. He he, he got kind of crazy because it's like he just discovered a German porn or something. Here's the thing: almost all those Dallas guys were fucked up. Mm. Well, that's the same thing yeah. Michael said about the people from Memphis. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, wait a minute, y'all trying to say it's a South thing? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> that's some bullshit. <laughs> well, it's a it's a it's a pro wrestling thing. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, really, it is because I mean, it could be you know north, south, east, or west. So, uh, speaking of from the south, uh, I'm. I'm gonna close out my segment here right now by saying, uh, you know, Braves down, ladies and gentlemen. Just wanted to wish everybody a happy New Year, and I uh, hope you had a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday and a Happy Chinooka and uh, you know, <laughs> uh, Happy Kwanzaa and all that good shit. Uh, you know, everybody uh, stay safe and uh, out there cold weather. And uh, uh, Stu, you know, you know what we say about them. Uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, y'all stay away from them. And uh, uh, be safe and uh, happy new well, year. Now, I want to thank you, Smokey Robertson, for joining <laughs> us this evening. <laughs> this is Michael, Michael K. Right, <laughs> Michael K. That there, that, that I, hey, Albert, I love that. I love that impression, man. That's funny as hell. <laughs> I know you did. That's why I did it for you. Yeah, I, 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 I popped when you said that. I was like, hey, that's that's right on, man. That's my Christmas. And like, and like I said, I had to, I had to call you Smokey Robinson with the Chinooka line there. <laughs> Smokey Robinson, <laughs> Happy Chinooka. I don't know it is. How old is he? I don't know what it is. Chinooka. You're right. <laughs> like, how old are you? You never see how old is he? Come on, man. <laughs> I, I'm willing I, to I, bet he's never seen. I'm it willing spelled. to bet that he thinks he assumes <laughs> that it's spelled with the H. Right. <laughs> and he like 80 years old. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> to be fair, most and, people and spell it with an H. That's true, but I'm going to say this. As old as he is, and as many Jewish people he know in the music business, it's like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the guy... Ha- um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I really, really don't know. Yeah, yeah don't move. Stay 
get out of that one. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. What it's all about. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. yeah uh, Hulkamania is just a teeny tiny grain of sand in the desert that is my true madness. Dig it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Red Fox said, uh, I'm going to stay out of that shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to holler at y'all later. Uh, I got to go to the toilet. Thank uh, you for <laughs> joining us, Red. <laughs> All right, fellas. See hey, you, Hot Rod. Y'all stay safe. Much love. Peace. I'm happy New Year to you as well. Uh, happy New Year, Michael. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael isn't with the Muppets right now. What? Michael isn't with the Muppets right now. Oh, he's not <laughs> with the Muppets right now. That was, that, was, that was over a week ago, and I watched that a couple of times. I watched the full version with the song When Love Is Gone in it. I didn't know that that was uh, cut from the theatrical release because no, you know the I saw funny. it just for the first time. You know what's and then, funny? The funny thing about that is I saw that it was in the theatrical cut that I saw. See, yeah, because I, I was just reading about this recently because like, an article came up and says, Disney finally fixed his 30-year mistake or something like that. I was like, and I was like, because uh, they cut it from the, uh, they cut it from, uh, it's a two-minute song, for God's sake. Right. The runtime was, it saved the runtime so much like that. Here's, here's the funny thing. When it first came out, I saw it opening weekend. It's in there, so they must have cut it out afterwards. I, I remember seeing it I, in the theater. I, I couldn't tell you unless some you got like an early cut or something of the film because apparently they cut it out of the theatrical version after it didn't test well according to Disney. Oh, kids were getting uh uh kids were getting uh 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 distracted during it. They it's like they didn't know it. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Oh, come on, it's the Muppets covering a dark subject. It's like, really? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's, <laughs> it's like, really? This, But yeah, so it's like, I saw it on VHS, so that was included. It wasn't yeah. until I, I watched it on streaming that it wasn't in there. I didn't even realize it wasn't in there. I was like, oh, yeah, there was a song there. I'm looking, and I'm like, and I'm reading it like, so it was in the VHS version. But then they lost the original print for years and years and years. So when they re-released it on DVD, they didn't have a print of the film with that to include in it. They're worried about that distracting kids when death looks scary enough in the fucking thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what makes that movie work is that Michael Kite is a serious actor and plays it straight. He plays and the whole thing straight. Material. No matter who he is interacting with, he's you know he's like you got a Muppet here that's taking him through time and space, you know, showing him the past, and present. But uh, he uh, he's playing the whole thing straight, which is what makes it work. Yes, it's a of beauty. Right. And it's very true to the actual Christmas uh, Carol story, too. It's one of the better adaptations of it, actually. Yes. You ever notice when he throws the wreath at the bunny, he overthrows the bunny? The wreath yeah. Goes right. 
I think he kind of didn't it kind of like skip over his head or something. Yeah, every yeah, single take they they just took the best take of that of uh, the wreath almost hitting the bunny. Yeah. Uh love that movie though. Love it. It is. It's a great movie. I gotta say, as much as Kermit doesn't sound quite right in it for obvious reasons. Yeah. The guy that they had playing Kermit for the last 30 years or now since Jim Henson died sounded kind of close. Not great, not perfect. Let's go. I don't know who the guy is they got doing it now. Oh, he's they, the shit. They, terrible. They terrible. Had Steve, they had Steve Whitmore do it for a while, and I guess they had hired a second person to do it. I don't know its name. And they were going back and forth, and then they uh, got rid of Steve Whitmore, and they have this guy doing it now. This guy is just terrible. He doesn't sound anything like Heidi Hole, Kermit T. Frog here. All no, the I, new voices are awful. It's like, I was like, wow. Oh. I just find it funny that Kevin Clash, who does Elmo, actually voice Splinter in the Turtles uh, movies. The original Turtles movies. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Yes, yes, it was, it was, it was Elmo. Um, the current guy who voices uh, Kermit is Matt Vogel. Yep, that sounds right. No, it doesn't sound right, actually. No, that might but, be his name, but it doesn't do it. sound right. <laughs> and he's been Kermit since 2017 and Big Bird since 2018. Yeah. Yeah, we just lost Kermit and Big Bird a couple years just ago. Passed a few years ago. I yeah. don't know if he's retired before that or not. If he retired before that or if he was doing it right to the end, I don't know. I wish I, uh, had- I know. I know Carol Carol Spiney had um had health issues and that's why he retired like his he just was not in good health. Um I don't know the specifics of when he retired or when he stopped voicing Big Bird, but I know he stopped doing the actual puppeteering uh earlier than I think most of us be- realize. I'll put it that yeah. way. I wish I had gone to a New Hampshire Comic Con a couple of years ago because he was there, and I would have been great to have met him. Yeah, Steve Steve Whitmer um, did Kermit from 1990 to 2016. So at least the two movies that they just did back in the the 2010s, he was involved with them. Yeah, at least. So yeah, bad. he was. I was like every every movie that's been done. From Muppets Christmas Carol on has been him. And like I said, he wasn't perfect, but he was cl- kind of close. This mm. new guy is not even close. It's awful. Just awful. I And I, I don't know what I was watching. I, I saw a video of something where, like, you know, like they were on the Today Show being interviewed or whatever. And, uh, and, and I heard Kermit speak. I was like, what? This is who they replaced him with? I'm like, yeah, way worse, way worse. I was like, whoa. Oh, I don't get it. One of my favorite. I'm right there with you. One of my favorite pictures of Carol Spiney, and I've posted it on Facebook, 
is it is he's doing Oscar the Grouch and he has the big bird feet on uh, <laughs> on him. So that. it's like, yeah. Loved Oscar the Grouch as a kid. He was he was probably my favorite Sesame Street character. Okay, I got to be honest. Trash. And this is with this is was yeah this is with no disrespect that that makes total sense that you liked Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the reason you think. because <laughs> he's green. Now, Oscar is very funny though. I mean, he is funny. Yes. Oh come on, do the Grouch anthem for us, Albert. I I, I don't know it off the top of my. Head. <laughs> We like we like showing the kid. Well, Logan is all in on Sesame Street. I can't tell you how many times in the last two weeks we've watched um, the pinball videos that the Pointer Sisters sang on. Uh, I, I I am disappointed that HBO Max now on this Discovery cutting everything syndrome has gotten rid of all of the classic Sesame Street that they had on HBO Max. All, all they have now yeah, is it's them. bullshit, isn't it? Yeah, it's like I want. That's what YouTube's for. Stuff. You know what's so weird is like knowing which uh, properties that isn't on Disney Plus or HBO Max. For that, it's like I have to go to Prime to watch Muppets Take Manhattan or Emmett I Otter. Don't understand that? Why is think, that? Well, Emmett Otter was added to Disney Plus, I think, this year. Oh yeah, but, but I knew it was a rights issue. For a while with Emmett Otter. Because Emmett Otter was on Prime, so... Yeah. I don't know if they own that, actually, Disney. No, it was it was a, it was a pro- property issue, I guess, or a rights issue for the longest time. Because uh, Emmett Otter. Because I'm not sure what Disney bought, I mean, other than the Muppets. Because they didn't buy Sesame Street. Um... Did they buy the Storyteller? I have not seen that on there yet. I think the Storyteller was on Netflix for a while. Uh, it was. It's on Prime still, I think. That was, that was such a good show, too. Yeah. And okay. I'll tell you this. So, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. You were starting to say something. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, that Emmett Otter was added to Peacock. So I was, it was added for streaming to Peacock with Kermit's introduction and ending, but not his narration. Okay. So Diggy's right. It is, it is a rights issue that it's yeah. not on Disney. It's like, uh, like with the two shows on, uh, <clears throat> on Disney, I think one was a musical issue and one was uh, the guy who replaced Richard Pryor for the show ended up uh, being a pedophile. So there's two mission, missing Muppet shows on uh, Disney+. Right. Plus. Yeah. Uh, and the reason we'll never see the Muppet Family Christmas is because everybody else Disney owns doesn't Disney. own the rights to um, Sesame Fraggles Street. Or Sesame Street. <clears throat> right. Fraggles are tied up by Apple. And, yeah. Uh, that's fine. I'll watch it on YouTube every year. Yeah, that's what I do, and I found one with the original commercials, so I'm even. Uh, happy. So did I. <laughs> I was, now I it's not as good. There's there's a nice clean version though. That's like somebody like upgraded the video on it, like cleaned up the video. Yeah. So there's that too, 
but there's no commercials in that one. But somebody took there's some something, time. And... There's something special about having the commercials available to watch during it. Mm. Yeah. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Exactly. Uh, I watched, uh, and I have these on DVD. I have like Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on DVD. But I found like there's like all these Rankin and Bass specials like uh, in this one post on YouTube. And it's like, uh, so I was like last week, last Sunday, Saturday, it's Christmas Eve, I think. I watched it. It might have been Christmas Day. I watched it. I don't know. One of those, anyways. I watched this. So I watched Rudolph with these classic commercials Frosty the Snowman, uh, the uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Uh, what else was on there? For some reason, Fat Albert's Christmas was on there. In the, <laughs> hey, in the- hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was Fat Bill, Cosby's Bill Cosby may be canceled, but Fat Albert is not. Well, Bill's trying to uncancel himself. I know. What is this? You see this? He's he's going to take a comedy tour, and I bet you people will actually go to see him. I don't I know how many people are going to go to I see him. I've seen him before the allegations. I'm not going to see him now. No, there was a show on NBC. Uh, Trying to think what the name of the show was. Uh, had a black comedian in it, though. It's his show. I can't think of his name, but it was a short lived show on NBC. But the premise of one of the episodes this was like before the trials and everything, just in the accusation stages. And he's like, he's got a ticket to go see Bill Cosby. And he's like, how many, how many, uh, he's like, he's trying to, like, how many, uh, uh, allegations he says is before i shouldn't go see him (laughs) and it's like that was topic of discussion and i think his girlfriend was mad at him that he was going to go to it still and uh he's still is on the way and he ends up deciding not to go to it anyways you know for whatever reason it's like oh i can't do this you know so he's halfway there he doesn't go but uh but it is it was played up for comedy, you know. It was like how much, how many uh, allegations is like, and I forget. I don't think it was as high as it got at that point. I think it was still in the teens. <laughs> not, not like I not said on NASPOD one time is too many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I find it, I find it funny how Eddie Murphy ripped on Bill Cosby during uh, like. Um, I think Rod, the stand-up special he did for the movies. And I'm like, how yeah. true is that now? <laughs> that Eddie Murphy called that it back was, That then. was a whole bit was that Richard Pryor was saying to him, because that's that's what he's talking about on Raw, is, it's is Richard Pryor was like saying, basically, you don't know the real Bill Cosby. You're right. And this was back in the 80s. Yeah. I don't think that bit was really about that as much as it was. Tell, tell Bill, I said you can fuck off or whatever. <laughs> He's like, yeah, they do they laugh when you tell the jokes? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah, you know. But yeah, it's like uh yeah, he does his does his uh Bill Cosby impression, which is a very good impression. Uh interesting enough, 
he didn't want to do the impression on the Saturday Night Live. Was it the 40th anniversary special they did? Yeah. Right. Yeah. They they asked him to do it like during the uh, the Celebrity Jeopardy part, and you know they just got Keenan to do it. Like, there's Paul. Which, which Keenan does a good bill. He does. But then Eddie, again, Keenan was Pat Albert. Let's not forget this. He was. He was. <laughs> I remember him on Stern, and he's talking about and and this this <laughs> this uh, has a new light to it now. After new, we know everything about Bill Cosby that we know, but uh, at the time, it was just known that Bill was a ladies' man, supposedly. That he got all kinds of ladies back in the day. We didn't know how he did it, like we do now, uh, by drugging him. But he told him that now you're gonna that you're gonna be famous. You're gonna have to give two dicks. <laughs> Something like that is what he told Keenan. How how fucked up is it that you're Bill Cosby? You probably don't even have to really put any effort in to get a random woman into bed, and you're freaking drugging them. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. How much did he say he loved his wife over the years that he had to hide shit? And she stood by him, so... Yeah. So did uh, everything. everything. I don't... Yeah. You know who ain't standing with him? Rudy. Rudy ain't standing with him. <laughs> I forget her real name. That's awful. Um, uh, Keisha, Keisha Knight Coleman. Yeah. That's it. I almost said Tootie, but that was a different show. That was... Yes. That was Facts of Life. Hey, just because you have the hots for Kim Fields, okay? <laughs> Kim Fields was mighty fine on Living Single. Let's yeah, she was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? It'll come back to me. Oh, I know exactly what I was gonna say. There's that photo of Ahmad Rashad's wedding to Felicia Rashad, and and now it's and it's like you get the caption to it now that he had the worst groomsmen ever because his groomsmen were OJ and Bill Cosby. <laughs> Oh, now I gotta look this up. <laughs> oh, you have not seen this? Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Somebody photoshopped New Jack behind OJ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> New Jack would be the, the, the best one out of all of them. <laughs> Oh, my God. And Bill gave Felicia away at the wedding. Yes. <laughs> uh, I you heard know, oh, be during the vows. One of the few people that still believes in Bill. Oh, does she? Does she believe I Bill? I don't know if she still does. But, like, when they were deep oh, in these wow. allegations, last I knew, she said, like, she didn't believe any... Yeah, I'm like, and that's gotta be well, I mean, but I understand. I'm not, I'm not trying to play devil's advocate, but I get it because they've worked so close, not just on the Cosby show, but that other show that he did in the 90s. Yeah, the, other Cos show. the Cosby Mysteries. No, not the Cosby Mysteries. Oh, that yeah, was that short. was the third one. 
He did the show on CBS. Yes. I don't remember what the name of it was. We'll never see that show again. We won't see a lot of his shows again. Uh, and I love the Cosby show, too. I did, too. Uh, I don't... It's kind of sad that you can't go back to that show anymore. Well, you probably could at some point. You can separate the two, but... Uh, it's it's messed up. Hmm. Cosby is the other show. Was that all it was called? Was Cosby? Yeah. Cosby, yes. I just but go back to the Cosby mysteries. And do you remember the Adam Sandler parody of the Cosby mysteries digs? No. No. I might have missed Sandler played Cosby in the sketch for the Cosby mysteries. And his whole impression in and, you know, he didn't play, do blackface or anything. He just had, like, white hair on. And he's like, schism, schism. Schism, schism, schism. Flazoo. <laughs> the guy, uh, uh, Patrick Stewart was the host that week. And he, he pulls a gun on him. All right, Cusby. <laughs> he goes, Flazoo. <laughs> he couldn't understand a word he was saying. It was great. It was just the... It's like he did all the scats that Bill does. Nothing else whenever he would say something. I used to like it when uh, Sandler would show up on a weekend update as either Opera Man or Cajun Boy. It was uh, Cajun Man. Yes. Canteen Boy was... Uh, was his other... A very character. infamous skit. <laughs> yes. That was with Alec Baldwin, right? Yeah. That was probably the kind of stuff that got it got Adam Sandler fired because it wasn't funny. I don't understand. Um, Here's the thing: they fired Adam Sandler and Chris Farley from that show, then brought in people like, oh, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, but right after him, yeah, you had the Chris Catans. and Will Ferrell. I was not impressed with that first at all because he was doing garbage like. The uh, the uh, what do you call it there? The uh, the cheerleaders. cheerleaders. Yeah, but him doing Martin Spirit Bush or doing um, uh, yeah, that 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 didn't come around for four years. Yeah, that didn't come around for four years, and he did his debut. Debut. But uh, Jim Brewer was a funnier stand-up than he ever was on Saturday Night Live, and yeah. it's, it's terrible. It Goat Boy was garbage. But his Pesci was good. Eh, it was okay. The Joe Pesci show was sometimes eh, okay. And now he's like, he's like a crazy alt right comedian now, which what? is so sad. Yeah. Crazy. How many guys who were comedians did this crazy thing after 9 11? Was he one of them? No, he's. Recently. It's recently. Because Dennis Miller was a hilarious comedian. And and he loved Bill Clinton. You talk, you hear him talk about Bill Clinton on his show. Then sometime after 9-11, something caused him to have an about shift in his political views where, well, the Republicans are strong on keeping us safe and whatnot. And well, Miller's always stated that he's more socially liberal. 
than a true Republican. So he, he his statement is that he's 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 conservative fiscally, but socially he's liberal. So he doesn't really fit in any stereotype. I don't know. I mean, I I watched him on Spade Show before COVID, and I thought he was hilarious on Spade Show. So I saw him. Was it the episode where they had all the S the Weekend Update guys on it? Yes. <laughs> that was the one where. They tried to get Norm to say something about OJ, and he's like, OJ is a good man, he served his time, and he was exonerated, <laughs> which was even <laughs> more hilarious than him roasting OJ like he always did. It was did. such a good Norm bit. He did. They're waiting for him to just kill him with everything, give it, let him have it, and he goes, he served his time, and he was exonerated for uh, by a court of law. And he's like, and he served his time for stealing uh, his own memorabilia. I would have loved to be a fly in the wall back in the Norm's SNL days to see what the conversation was about his OJ jokes. With him and whoever. He didn't give a damn. Yeah, he didn't, but I would have loved to hear what that conversation was backstage. Told him to stop doing them. And he did more. I I could see Norm going, but it's a joke. <laughs> on um, going back to Jim Brewer, he has a story on one, on one of his first comedy albums, and he's telling a story about Norm with SNL, and and they're introducing the new people, and he goes, one of these reporters goes, "Hey Norm, are you playing any pranks on the new people?" And Norm goes, "Well, um, well, I uh, I take my dick out, you see, and I wiggle it at him." <laughs> Oh, yeah, come here, Sherry O'Terry. Let me wiggle my dick at you. <laughs> Not that he actually that did that. Was just what he said. Norm was so good back then, too. I loved it. He, he's a knock. He's like, oh, here's the best line that he, one of the, his best lines from. Uh, he does a joke. Oh, what was the joke about? Uh, uh, Something about women. I forget what it was. But then he comes up with like, he's like, well, it just goes to show you, you know, just so you know, uh, that joke was written by a woman. So now you don't know what to do. And they're like, well, then they kind of get quiet. He's like, I'm just kidding. We don't hire women writers here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I, I know I, so many people who dislike Norm and it's more because they don't get the humor than anything else so many people don't get it that he's he does a great bit about and i'm a teacher so i i can appreciate this it's like you know uh uh, the hardest job there is being a teacher uh uh what's what's so hard about it you know i uh you know i i think there are actual hard jobs like uh uh you know uh and he lists off some stuff and whatnot. And he's got like a woman in the crowd heckling him who is a teacher. And he just cuts into it. Oh, it's great. I, I got to find it and I'll send it to you. Because I can't do it justice. I can't tell the story. I mean, he, he, for as much as Gilbert, to most comedy fans, stole the show at the Bob Saget roast, 
for me, it's always been Norm because Norm went so against the grain and did all these old timey hacky jokes. Old timey, freaking hilarious. Clean, clean as can be. And they like added in laughs afterwards. Some. Oh yeah, because it bombed when it aired yes. live. Yes. Because like you, you, you can have, find the footage of it where it's dead silent and he's doing them, and it's great. And the thing is, it's like uh, somebody was talking about it was like he would go out and do something that he knew would bomb and he'd do it anyways just because he thought it was funny. <laughs> and sometimes That's... those things are. It's like it's total silence and you're like the only person that laughs at something. You know, that is great. That is just awesome. That's uh... why on the last episode I mentioned um... – Andrew Dice Clay's The Day the Laughter Died as being one of my favorite comedy albums because it's it's not actually comedy. It's Dice purposely bombing just to piss off the audience at Dangerfields. And it's it's two of the funniest hours I've ever listened to in comedy. Because he has he just doesn't give a shit. He's just gonna say whatever he wants. He thinks it's funny, and if you don't, too bad. I mean, he does a whole bit about about pouring jojoba oil shampoo into a bottle of Perp Plus to save 50 cents. I think it's hilarious. I just sent that to you for later. <laughs> I got it. I just did, too. Can I say something about those old Comedy Central roasts? I have to give, and it's going to sound funny, and Colter went on those several times knowing full well how bad she was going to get roasted. Yeah, there were people who went on there who who at least had the balls to to take the the beating they got. Yeah. One of my one of my favorites it, it's not so much that I like Larry the Cable guy, but I'm a big Bill Angvall fan. I saw him live. I think he's hilarious. Um and it was the roast of Larry the Cable Guy, and Bill couldn't make it. He sent in a tape, and Foxworthy goes, "You know, you've really made it when Bill Engvall sends in a pre-tape." <laughs> I've seen Larry live at Mohegan Sun, and I've seen Ron White live. I haven't seen the other two live yet. Ron White's the only one of those three, that, four that I would want to see live. Yeah. So um, he and actually, I think he's on a retirement tour right now. Yeah, or he just retired out in Vegas. But I saw Bill him. just wrapped his up. Yeah. Because he see, was. I, I went to go see Ron White at the Melody Tent, and this one person started to yell. He was very polite. He goes, "Please don't do that. I'm in the middle of my act. I'm going to forget where I am." He goes, "I love you guys a lot, but if you interrupt me, I'm going to forget where I am in my routine." Makes sense. Yeah. We saw Gabriel Iglesias live Lucky back bastard. in uh, 2014. Um, and he just, he was in the middle, of, he just finished a story and some lady yelled out in the crowd, does Frankie still wear deodorant? Because he did a bit on a recent mm-hmm. special at that point about how he would strategically place deodorant in his house. So stepson Frankie we remember to put deodorant on. That lady derailed him so bad. It was a seven o'clock show. We didn't leave the Hershey Theater till midnight. Oh damn! 
he's like, I just want you guys to know I'm two hours over my time. <laughs> because this lady just ruined the night and derailed him so far <laughs> off course. So, as you, as you uh, guys know, and I've told the story in the chat about me going to go see Carlos Mencia. I know, I know he gets flat. I, I know he gets flat, but I'll say it on here. Nicest guy in the world, greeted fans before he put on the show. Took a photograph with me. Photograph photographer said twenty five bucks goes no free of charge. But he gets interrupted in the middle of the show too. Guy hand a girl hands him a thing because we have a Mexican nurse around here. Bites him to the thing. He goes. He reads it. He goes. I've always wanted to meet a real Mexican. He goes. No, I'm from uh, Honduras, but I'll send my brother over because he is Mexican. He was born in Mexico. <laughs> I've heard he's very nice. Uh, contrary yes. to everything else I've heard about him, I've heard he's very nice to his fans. Yeah. Um, but Here's so are the, the young bucks. He was hilarious before I found out all of his jokes were stolen. Yeah. Once I found that out, I couldn't, I didn't find him funny anymore. I tried to watch Mind of Mencia after that, and it's like the first episode I, I watched, I'm like, wasn't funny to me anymore because it's like, this isn't him. It's not real. Yeah, I'll never forget how nice he was to me because I had a Red Sox shirt on. We were talking about the Manny Ramirez trade at the time for the Dodgers. Why wear the shirt? He gave me the photography uh, photo for free. Nice guy. It's like you don't expect somebody to greet fans before they put on the show. You know? Other than a wrestler. Yeah. (sighs) That's by design so they can get the hell out of there at the end of the night. Oh my! The jokes he would. That's why there's the intermission meet and greet too. Yes. Sometimes Vencia had had Brad Williams at the time uh, opening for him too. But uh, what was I gonna say? I had a thought and I lost. (laughs) I know we're an hour into this pro wrestling podcast and we've. Basically, not talk pro wrestling. <laughs> I can. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. It is awful. Do I need to cut this? You might. <laughs> yeah, you do. yeah, yeah, yeah. Better yeah, American timestamp for that one there, Dag. Yeah. Uh, God, making me work tonight. Um, what are we at? An to. hour four. <laughs> we could wrap it up so you know right where it's at. <laughs> An hour four into the podcast, Diggy. <laughs> that will this, I, now I had to cut something out for Bill last episode. <laughs> I got to cut something you. out for you. <laughs> you got to cut some. Okay. Tell me what that was off air. Off air. Tell me what that was later. <laughs> People are going to ask me what the fuck that joke was, and I'm going to tell them. <laughs> I'm surprised Brando didn't make it. He was talking about it. Yeah. How the hell did Charlotte win the title tonight? I guess that answers the question. Um, uh, apparently, that was just a, uh, she showed up right here, right now. And Rhonda said yes. Because why would you, why would you uh, build it up for the Royal Rumble? They used to. <laughs> Unless they just want to get Rhonda off TV. That could be. Wants off TV. 
That could be too. Maybe she, your contract's coming up. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. Re- no offense to Ronda Rousey fans, I wouldn't re-sign her. No, they've gotten what they can out of her at this yeah. point. She's there's no juice better. left to squeeze. There's she's not going to get better, and they well, newsflash, Vince fucked it up. Oh, you need to smile there, Ronda, when you go to the ring. Smile. Uh, uh. Yeah, okay, Kel uh, Rodriguez now. That's uh, Strowman's woman, isn't Kel it? Rodriguez, Gonzalez, Sanchez, Estevez. Uh, yeah, I think she uh, is dating Strowman or their friends, one of the two. I love that you're referencing Married with Children, for the record. <laughs> Who? You. <laughs> Me? <laughs> uh, oh, oh yeah. Cruz. <laughs> doing the uh, the uh, the uh, the news lady. Yeah, <laughs> I I wasn't. I was just going because I was kind of going off of what Cornette does, where he says <laughs> Rodriguez Gonzalez, and then I was throwing some other Mexican names there or Latino names because uh, why not? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they because they changed your name, you know, and for whatever reason. I, here's what gets me. Everybody else loses a last name or loses a first name. They could have just called her Raquel, not given her a new last name. Yeah, but wasn't they, didn't they have a Raquel from the Diva search? Uh, no. Um, who was... Oh God! We're going back at least ten years. Um, she was on on the original version of NXT back when they used to tape it before Raw and SmackDown, um, and she had a feud with Caitlyn. Um, it was her, and I want to say the guy who became Fandango against Caitlyn and someone else, and it was like a, a, a running feud. On NXT when it was on WWE.com after they lost it on Sci Fi and it moved to WWE.com. Was her name Raquel? Might have I have no idea because I really, I really only watched the first season of that where they had, and, and not only pieces of it. But, and uh, I only remember it because I saw them live when I won tickets to see SmackDown. A, t- a SmackDown tape. I can see her, but I, I can't think of her name. Because she wore like her her ring gear was almost like um. <laughs> this is gonna sound it almost looked like a teddy and garters. Like it was it was real not family friendly outfit. This this is before they went to PG. Ah, uh, this would have been when they were PG. I I don't know off the top of my head, it, and, it, and I can sure only exactly see when her. that changed. I'm not sure exactly when that changed. When the FU became the attitude adjustment, attitude and adjustment. the and mm-hmm. and the STFU became just an STF, the worst STF ever. I might add. Oh, I'm going to right, right below your chin here and not pull back at all. 
So basically, I'm doing nothing. And it looks like I'm doing nothing. Garbage. Garbage. It's like, I can see his mouth. You're not even covering his face. It's like, <sighs> her name like was Maxine in WWE, so I was wrong. Okay. I was just going to say, don't do shit. You do not know how to do. Do not do shit. You do not know how to do. That's what I say to the STF. That's seen it does. If you will, baby. I just, I just, I was speaking of NXT, it's like I just remember that uh, Brian, Dan, uh, Brian Danielson uh, Jericho match they had on that first season of NXT. That was a pretty good match. Well, of course, Jericho wasn't washed up yet. No. <laughs> and so, I didn't think there would come a day where I was not a Chris Jericho fan, but here we are. Right. Even at the start of AEW, he was a highlight of the show for like six months. And then somewhere right around the pandemic hitting, it went completely off the rails. Now, granted, his matches were garbage the entire time, but he was entertaining. He was fun. A little uh, bit of the bubbly. Yeah, yeah, that, that whole thing. That whole thing. A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> and he didn't even I mean, try to make that funny. It just... It just was. He didn't... Yeah, he's like, mm, a little bit of the bubbly. And it caught on. And, and all this... It went viral, you know, and everything. And uh, it, he, was, he was great. He was great there. He's great on the... Now it's... Now he's Vampire Jericho, as we've established. Sucking... Sucking the lifeblood out of young talent. But he's a wizard. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm a little worried on what kind of wizard based on his life. He was a wizard. I just thought he was a member in that, uh, of the clan in that uh, uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie. Yes. <laughs> um, but I want to I go back real quick, as you mentioned, Brian Danielson. Um, and this goes back to that, that SmackDown taping I won tickets for. We were in the front row. And Dolph Ziggler came out with Vicky Guerrero, and, and he was going to wrestle Daniel Bryan for the next match. And there's a kid, maybe like four seats down from us, and he has a, a, a Bryan Danielson shirt on. And Dolph goes, oh, you like Daniel Bryan? And the kid goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, you're about as tall as he is, too. And he just walked <laughs> right into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We were laughing so hard when he said that. Dolph is great. So misused. So misused. The modern-day Kurt Henning. You know what's great about wrestling sometimes? It's like if, you know, new fans stop watching when they're growing up, like new fans, they're going to ask, why was it an empty arena period of time and it's like you can explain the pandemic that way to them too if you think about it you see i didn't watch other than ring of honor i didn't watch anything during the pandemic in ring of honor i watched just because it kept my interest yeah ring of honor was the only thing that looked good in an empty arena i mean wwe 
with the freaking the Thunderdome. Uh, that was weird. That was yeah. better than when they had Dead Silent in there and you could hear a pin drop. But yeah. it wasn't much better. And AEW just stayed at Daly's place with some people around the ring. Yeah. It was the roster <laughs> around the ring. Yeah. At first they were somewhere else, though. At first they were uh, they at, were going to at that school. Undisclosed that location. Right. Yeah, the undisclosed yeah. location. And basically it was the the training school that, uh, what's his name, runs there? QT Marshall. Yeah. And how bad is it that these idiots can't say his name right? Marshall. Oh, QT Marshall. And he doesn't correct them, apparently. Oh. That could but, be, a, in, in the 80s, that would have been a whole heel gimmick. Is people mispronouncing his name and yeah. him getting pissed off about yeah. it. He could do it now since he is a heel, but he doesn't do that because they're not smart. Uh, How often do they use them? Here's the other thing that that pisses me off with AEW. How lazy is it that they can't say Ishii correctly? Ishii? Ishii? No, it's Ishii. I mean, Sockface there, as Corny calls him there, Excalibur, is supposed to be the Japanese expert. He can't say Ishii correctly, or Ishii. Like yeah, no, but I not. mean, it's to, Ishii. To be fair, how many Japanese wrestlers' names were mispronounced in the '90s that we still, some of us still have a hard time saying correctly? Because it was it's Kensuke Sasaki, not Kensuke, and it's Bull Nakano, not Bull Nakano, and I don't. Recall hearing those ones wrong, although I'm not. I'm sure somebody did say them wrong at some point. But Eric Bischoff, Vince McMahon. <laughs> I Alundra mean, Blaze is going against Ghost Bull Nakano. Psychosis in WCW. Just remember, any story you want to hear from a dude that's in a book. Ultimo Dragon was Ultimate Dragon in WCW. Yeah, and you know what? I have the, I have that clash on tape where Mike Tanay corrects Tony Schiavone on it, and, and it got a little awkward there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Is it still on the network though? I, I haven't watched it on the network to confirm or deny, but see why they would cut it, especially when. With the network, they were going back to like original tapes for most things. So they were not. I always get a kick when they put that disclaimer over the 1 900 909 WCW number. (laughs) This number's out of service. Number is no longer in service. Yeah. You guys ever catch any of the super shows WCW put over, uh, put on in Japan? No. Yeah, some of them are on YouTube. Yeah, oh. I actually, I actually taped uh, taped one off a pay per view where uh, Liger and uh, Dragon were the first uh, first match, and they it was all mat wrestling. Some of the matches are on New Japan World too. For that, uh, it's weird. It's not a complete show though, because I don't think I don't think the Flair versus uh, Fujinami. Yeah. 
I don't think that match is the on there. I don't think that match is on the uh, on on the New Japan World. That, uh, but other matches from the show are. You know, isn't one of them? Um, doesn't one of those shows have a tag match with Sting and and Muda versus the Steiners? I think so. Uh, possibly. I think. Wasn't one of them Vader and Bam Bam versus the Steiners? Yeah, I think well, that I was a, that was a series of matches in Japan, in New Japan for the tag titles. Yeah, so that might not have been for that show. That might have just been separate. Might, Which I, I gotta might... say something. I know you're not a big Sting fan, Albert, but I think it's absolutely awesome that Sting's going to be involved in in Muda's last match. Well, I, I do think that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. And I kind of think it's cool that he's doing a final match as Great Muda, and a final match as Kiji Muto. KG yes, Muto. Yes. So it's like he's hitting both of them. And tomorrow, no, Sunday, the first, is when he's wrestling Nakamura, I believe. Yeah. Yes. I need Which... to finish those Muda DVDs Roman Gomez gave me. But, uh, uh, but, yeah. It's a good week for uh, Japanese wrestling here coming up. Yes. Uh, End of an era. Wednesday, we've got the uh, January 4th show there, Wrestle Kingdom. And it's kind of ridiculous that almost every single match is a title match. There's like two matches that are not title matches. That's how many titles they have in Japan now. One of them's a new one because they just introduced the IWGP Television Championship, which is going Don't to they be have uh, a United States and an Intercontinental one. Yes, the Intercontinental title got retired. Okay. Oh, did it? They unified the belts, the IC title and the IWGP <laughs> title, to form the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, which is what that new belt is that they have now. Because for a while they had a guy had him walking around with both belts, and then they unified the belts. They said it's going to be just one title, one championship, and basically they said this is a new lineage here. So uh, what's his name there? Twinkle toes, big finger banks, buddy. Uh, the other guy that wrestled the blow up doll. Oh, oh uh, not Okada. No, oh, I said, um, no. His tag team partner, the Golden I Lovers. I can see him. Oh, what is his Kenny name? Kay? No. Because he has a lot of concussion issues. What is his name? Son of a bitch. I'm drawing a blank on this guy. I'm going to have to go to the Google machine here. Kota Ibushi. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that 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 guy. And here's another thing with him. He's like 40 years old. He was supposed to be part of their youth movement here a couple of years ago. He's 40. In Japan, 40. Why do so many of the Japanese wrestlers have emo haircuts? 
I was like, how is he supposed to be part of a youth movement when he's far older than Okada, who like just turned 30 like a year ago? Okada's still got a good 10 years on top. At least. Kota Ibushi, though. Yeah, he was the first guy that had the belt there. Whatever. The new IWGP World Heavyweight Championship They uh, when they unified it and they gave him the new belt. Now, how much and- of, of all these titles is because Ghetto's such a big mark for American wrestling? I don't know because, but uh, well, it's like they've got a six-man tag title. They've got uh, the never the open weight title, which Carl Anderson is going to be defending. <laughs> I'm assuming he's going to drop the title to Tama Tonga on Wednesday. Uh, hell, I'm going to bring up the card here and let's see what the whole card is here. I, I can't. I- all I can hear is Carl in my head in. Um, Talking shop calling him Tama Tonga. Just the, no, 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 just no. no. It wasn't that was uh, that was uh, that was uh, Gallows. And and here's why he called him that. He's talking about some guy that was going to. Uh, he was talking about a guy that was going to uh, uh, have a uh, have a show. He's like, I gotta get some bullet club guys. I'd like to get that. I'd like to get the Tama Tonga. I'd like to get AJ Styles, but I gotta have me a real good price. He's like, yeah, buddy, because AJ is gonna give you. AJ knows you, so he's just gonna give you a real good deal. <laughs> no, I'd like to, those I'd old like talking shops were hilarious. I'd like to have Tamatanga. <laughs> All right, matches, matches for the card. Okay. Exhibition match. I think this is between a couple of their. Uh, uh, that's listed first. I'm assuming it's their trainees, their young lions. You know, that's the other thing here too. You know, New Japan saw enough a few years ago that the term "young boy" was dated, and they changed it to "young lions." Yet people in America still these wrestlers in America are still referring to them as young boys and whatnot. And on like AEW television, it's like, you're partners with them. Why wouldn't you say use the correct term? Idiots. But uh, they have <laughs> the New Japan Rambo, which is their basically the Royal Rumble that they have on the pre-show every year. Uh, it's kind of unique. Uh, I don't know. Have you seen it before, Degs? I have not, no. Well, it, it it's different in us. I like what what I like about it is pinfalls count in it. Okay, uh, just count in it. So you can't you can get thrown over the top rope, but also you can pin a guy. I thought that was a creative way into it. Now, they used to call it the New Japan Rumble, but now it's Rambo. I don't know why. It's R A N B O. I don't know. They changed it. So kind of like um. So kind of like uh, when you play the Royal Rumble in WrestleFest, where you could throw them out or pin yeah. them to win. Exactly. Okay. Okay, there's the Antonio Inoki Memorial six-man tag team match, which will have Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Tajima, and Togi Makabe 
versus Tatsumi Fujinami, Minoru Suzuki, and Tiger Mask. So that's kind of like a legend. Tiger Mask Mask 4? I presume so. I presume so that's that Tiger Mask 4, not the... I'm sure they didn't go and get uh, Sayama out of retirement to to, uh, honor Inoki. They're going to put him on an island to wrestle. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Okay. So, we have a tag team match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. We have TJP and Francesco Akira, the champions, with Gideon Gray. That's Lord Gideon Gray, actually. Versus Leo Rush. Or as he's just called here, Leo, which is L-I- capital Y-O-H in parentheses says Leo R- Oh, wait a second. Okay, never mind. I got it. It's That's the name of their tag team. One of these stupid things where they combine the names together. It's Leo Rush and Yo, wh- whose name is Y-O-H. Okay. Yeah. They were showing Yo that you were to be partners a couple years ago. They were uh, Rapungi 3K that broke up. Uh, you probably don't know who they are at all. I, I I remember. Yeah, I remember. Okay. All right. Because they did some Ring of Honor shots. All right. Next, they have a singles match for the IWGP Women's Championship, which is Kari, which is Kyrie Zane from uh, NXT. WWE. She's their champion. Versus uh, Tam Nakano. And I'm assuming that maybe they're going to set something up there with Sasha Banks afterwards, probably. Be my guess. For like and she's a, supposed to be there. She's supposed to be there, supposedly. She's already in Japan. Uh, so I'm guessing that they're going to do something there like as a surprise. And then they'll set up a start a match down the road or something. Next match on the car, here's the one we're looking for. The IWGP Tag Team Championship, FTR, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler versus uh, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. Hiroki Goto was one of the guys I enjoyed watching when uh, New Japan was originally on Access. He was a hell of a worker. Yeah, and for a while, it's like... Goto wasn't like he was never being featured at the level that I think he should have been. I not I think now I agree with that. A little bit more due, but it's like the guy had talent and yeah. Oh okay, here's the next one. Another there's the other one the one I was talking about. The tournament final for the inaugural New Japan Pro Wrestling World Television Championship. Zack Saber Jr. versus Ren Narita. So this is basically the Japanese uh, blackjack brawl, is what you're saying. Every match is is a title match. match. Well, with like I said, there is like two matches so far that were not title matches that I've said. Because even the New Japan Rambo, that is for the uh, 2023 Provisional King of Pro Wrestling Championship. Well, no, no, no. I sorry, I take that back. It's not for it. It's going to determine who wrestles for it on 
New Year's Dash on the next night on January 5th. The last gotcha. two guys in the ring will compete for that yearly provisional championship that goes that's we used to be a trophy, but apparently they're making a belt this year for it. And it's defended throughout the year. And in the past, it's usually was held by Toru Yano. Yeah. Do you know who Yano is? I know, I know who he is. Yeah. Not a, I'm not a huge Yano fan because he's a comedy wrestler. And, uh, but it's like an undercard title. I don't understand why they even have it. I guess for something for the undercard, but whatever. Uh, okay, so next match listed is for the Never Openweight Championship with Carl Anderson with Luke Gallows in his corner versus Tamatanga. <laughs> I did it again. Tamatanga <laughs> with a J. <laughs> Tamatanga. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to brother themselves softly in that match. He's specifically <laughs> saying himself into the name. Oh, here you go. The final time in the Tokyo Dome on January 4th, we've got Keiji Muto with Hiroshi Tanahashi and Shota Umino in a six-man tag team match versus Los Signorio Naviles de Japón. Tetsuya Naito, Sonata, and Bushi. Hmm. This will be Mudo's last New Japan Pro Wrestling match. So that's not a title match. But the next match is a four-way for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Taiji Ishimori versus El Desperado versus Hiromu Takahashi Versus Master Watto. Uh, the next match. There's two more matches. The next match is for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. We have Will Osprey versus Kenny Omega with Don Callis. That could be good or bad. I don't know. It depends on who, who shows wins. Them. Well, yeah, that too. But also, here's the thing. Will Ospreay, I was never a fan of Will Ospreay until he turned heel a couple years ago here on Okada. Because he all of his high flying looked too working with each other. They're choreographed. It was overly choreographed. Too smooth, too putting on a show. Once he turned heel, he cut back way back on the aerial stuff that he does. And rightfully so, because if you're a bad guy, you want to get booed, you're not going to do some impressive high-flying stuff. So he cut way back on it. Very smart. And he has a lot more enjoyable matches, in my opinion. Uh, but... What I saw Will Ospreay this summer in AEW makes me question if he's still doing that. Because I haven't been keeping up on New Japan as much as I was a year or two ago. I'm subscribed to New Japan World and I'll, I'll watch these shows. But, uh, yeah. And, but in AEW, 
he seemed to have reverted back to his old form where he's trying to show off to the audience and do all this fancy dancy stuff. And I was like, eh, no, not for me. This could just be a big masturbatory match is what you're saying. It could be. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So we will see. Finally, the main event for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, the champion, Jay White, Switchblade Jay White, with Gato versus Kazuchika Okada. Now, what I've seen of Jay White in Japan, I've enjoyed. What I've seen of Jay White in America has been not so great. It's like very phoned in. Yes. Everything AEW he's done has been phoned in. He did some stuff at Impact, and it wasn't as good as some of the stuff I've seen of him in Japan. Yeah. It's like, why? Why? Which honestly makes me wonder... If Ghetto is more of a Paul E. Booker where he's really good at hiding guys' negatives and and pulling out their positives. Excellent question. Now, when I've seen him in the U.S. for a New Japan show, he's been good. And that includes wrestling on New Japan Strong where Ghetto wouldn't be at. Right. Maybe he's just not enthused to work in America. Like I said, maybe he's just phoning it in for America because this isn't where I'm making my money. Yeah. Although... I I mean, on paper, that should be a good match, though. Although, I don't know why you would do that, especially when all of his matches from Impact were ended up on New Japan World, all of his matches from AEW... Ended up on New Japan World because that's where AEW airs in Japan. It's on New Japan World. You can only watch it if you're in Japan because they have the shows on there, but you can't access it like uh, in the United States. So it's not Which, available. Did you see AEW lost their one of their Canadian television distributors? Yes. Yeah, the French Canadian one. Yeah. Yep. No one was watching it. <laughs> Shocking. I think the rest of like news reported on that too. I yeah, it's, that's probably where I heard it at actually. Um Yeah, I don't know. But uh it's just like I I haven't really been watching AEW as we I discussed. Uh and I I DVR'd last week's show, and that was mainly, I think, to see FTR versus the Guns. And you know what? I missed the whole match because it was that short. Because I was fast-forwarding through, and I didn't even realize it till afterwards because I forgot what I recorded it to watch. But I because I zipped for the way I, I have Sling, so I zipped through it on there. Sometimes I can see the picture at the bottom as I'm doing my speed search, you know, forward and right, right. Stupid Bucks match was before that, apparently. I think it was right before that. I bled in and was like, I seen Stay down still. And I think I, I went past it, I must have, and I must have thought, okay, this is still the tag match, keep going. 
not really looking close enough. But apparently I didn't miss anything because they made FTR lose because FTR never wins on AEW television. And Fuck they just, them. Uh, don't want my viewership. And they just dropped the AAA tag titles too. Yeah, that's because they're done with AAA. They, they're finishing up there. Yeah. And I so hope that they keep the IWGP belts because that'll mean they're not done in Japan. Yeah. I hope. They can have if they drop them, I'm telling you, they're going back to WWE. Supposedly, their contract is supposed to be up in April. But we'll see if they do independence or go back to the WWE. That's another thing, too, because they said that... Now, again, they teased. Maybe they'll just do the independence for like a year because they love doing those, what they've done with that. And I can't blame them. They, uh, they're enjoying it. They get to interact and, with the fans. And, mm-hmm. and like, the shows that they do, I think most of what they've done has been for, like, big-time wrestling. And right. I got to yeah. say, out of your independent wrestling scene, those guys put on better shows than a lot. I mean, because that, that was a big-time wrestling show that I went to in Waukesha, Wisconsin, where Dax wrestled Jay Lethal. It was a very good card, I thought, overall. There's like maybe one garbage match with a couple local guys, but overall, it was enjoyable. I didn't hate it. I didn't want to get up and leave because of stupid shit like I did uh, the last show that I went to in Wisconsin back in May. I told you guys about that, right? I was so pissed during uh, the second half of the show that I was like, I was like, I almost wanted to get up and leave, but it's like, yeah, I paid money to see this, and I thought maybe also maybe somebody would come back out or something at the end, but it was it was awful, you know, because it's a four way match, you know, which means, oh, somebody's gonna disappear, and I see him there at ringside, and I I, I hate multi man matches, and I hate garbage matches, and and this was both. It was a multi-man garbage match. Uh, didn't didn't see any of that with big time wrestling. And when I watched, uh, was it? Uh, I think it was. Was it Thanksgiving weekend? I ordered. I don't know when was it. When did they have the the steamboat match? I think it was about. Th- I think it was Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, that was that weekend. They had like three shows that you could order, and I ordered the three pack, the three shows together, because it's like. I don't know, it was like 10 bucks more than just ordering one of them. So why not? And three matches with FTR. And I was like, okay, I can't see them on AEW because they don't give us FTR. And if they give them to us, they're making them look like idiots. Not here. Seeing great stuff, you know? And, yeah, uh, yeah. it's just so I could see them wanting to work there. With, with a company that takes stuff seriously. Uh, and they said basically they, they're considering doing that for a year before they sign another contract with any big company. Now, that could just be a uh, negotiating tactic. That could it be. could be. You know, could be. Or it could just be a, uh, 
uh, a throw off Tony Khan, maybe say, yeah, we're not going to sign with anybody when at the, we're going to take a year off and whatnot. <laughs> because they don't want to tell them, fuck you, you're not using us right. <laughs> we're going to go back to the here where uh, the guy who's in charge now that took care of us back in the day. Right. But I, uh, yeah. So that's the thing. But so I could see them still work in Japan, though. But I also could see them dropping the belts here because they've defended the belts in New Japan like twice this entire time that they had them. They yeah. went showing England, had a good match with uh, Aussie Open. Uh, not as I didn't think it was as good as the matches with the Briscoes, but it was still a good match. Uh, and then they defended, I think they defended in Japan against somebody else here too recently. I don't remember who it was. And now they've got this match here in the Tokyo Dome. So I could see them dropping the belts too, because a lot of time, also the tag title tends to change hands on Wrestle Kingdom. So I wouldn't be shocked if they dropped the belts here. But should be interesting to see if they're on the next night show, New Year's Dash, because they're still there in the country. And if they're figured in, could be interesting. Could you be said, uh, like, how the tag champions change on the Wrestle Kingdom. I'm thinking the first few medias when that actually happened, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So let's so, get on uh, one more thing this week, um, wrestling-related. Let's talk about Don West, since it just came out the day we're recording that he passed. Um, I I think Don was a far better color guy than we gave him credit for at the time, mm-hmm. because he brought a lot of excitement to TNA. And he had a lot of fun chemistry with Mike Tanay. They worked really well together. I will say this. In hindsight, only because the bar has been set very low by other color commentators, <laughs> he was better than I thought at the time because I didn't know how bad color commentators were going to become. At the same time, he wasn't really for me. Because he is very much a yeller and whatnot and screaming all the time right. about things. He is a salesman. And he is very good at selling things. Yes. I, I know I posted that thing earlier today from uh, the baseball card show that he used to do. whatnot. Because in our, in our uh, Facebook group, I posted that there. A uh, clip of there. Because that's what he was known for before he got involved with TNA and their sales department there. He, he did baseball cards. Or sports cards and sports memorabilia. Uh, and also, I thought, you know, if you don't know that about him, here's this. This is what he did before he came to wrestling. And this is why he was hired. to go. His, he was there to merchandise TNA and push merchandise for them. Because that's not, right. he wasn't just a commentator. He was pushing, he was their merchandise guy. He was pushing merchandise and taking care of things there so and even for years after uh he got replaced by taz he was there still working for them and doing merch which this is gonna be one of the few times i say 
replacing someone with Taz was a misstep. But I never felt that Taz had the same chemistry as Tanae and Don West did. Tanae and Don West were almost natural together. They 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 bounced off each other really well. Um, and yes, and I will agree with you. At the time, Don West was a little irritating. But when you look back and you you watch old clips of Impact now, Don yeah. is super enthusiastic. Mm. He's selling the product. He's doing everything you would want him to do. It's it's just a little more over the top than others have done. He is. He was like a a David Crockett. Yes, kind of. He was like whip a him like a dog. Modern David. <laughs> What's that? Beat him like a dog. Oh, <laughs> get him! Get him! Get him! Yeah. Um. But that's what he reminds me of in hindsight. And in hindsight, David Crockett was kind of fun, you know. He will, yeah, he was whatever he was. But you know, in hindsight, like I said, you know, it's rose-colored glasses, whatever. But you go back and like, okay, no, he was actually better than some stuff. You go back to is like, no, it wasn't any better. Because I started watching. Uh, uh, raw and nitro head to head from the beginning here a few months back. And then I kind of got away from it, but I was watching it and I was like, okay, I wasn't really watching nitro at the time because I didn't have, uh, I don't know, whatever. I didn't, the way it was set up is like I had a satellite and, you know, you couldn't tape one channel and watch the other. And I didn't bother most of the time with the replay because whatever. Um, but the thing is, it's like it's the show was not as bad as I thought it was at the start. Was there some silly stuff on there? Yeah, but there was silly stuff on the other channel too. Um, so and but compare it, you go the wrestling itself mostly was solid. Uh, compared to now, where everything is. You know what the modern style is, and for the most part, it's not my cup of tea. I exactly, it's not mine either. It's not what I want to see in pro wrestling. So, like, I don't like not seeing people sell. I can't get past that for the most part, and it is what it is. This is why I watch three shows a week. Where I fast forward through probably at least half of it, if not more, to see what is good, if anything. That's even if I watch it. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, I was saying how rose-colored glasses. Okay, a lot of that holds up, but there is some stuff that you see that doesn't hold up. It was bad then, and it's still bad now. I saw a match between. Big Bubba Rogers and Hacksaw, both guys that I love. This is on a, one of the pay-per-views. I think it might have been World War Three, uh, and not good. Not no, good. no, no. I I it's hate like, seeing it because Hacksaw was a badass guy before yes. he went to Vince, but Hacksaw in WCW was the shits. He was terrible, and it's like and and Bubba Bubba was still good. He was good. He was good when he came back to WWE, or I'm sorry, the WWF, and he was good still when he was wrestling there. 
in WCW. You know, he was slimmer, he was trimmer, and he could go, but uh, you had to, it was a, they were too similar. They were too similar, I think, it was what it was. But also, Hacksaw just wasn't, he wasn't what he was anymore. I got, exactly. well, I got one question. How do you put the U.S. title on Steve Austin and have him lose in 30 seconds to Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Because they lost faith in Steve Austin. Which they Brother. should not have. It's like, they, I, I don't, I mean, think of it. Like, two months before that, maybe, maybe a month. Uh, he's having matches with Steamboat that are amazing. He's the champion. He drops the belt to Steamboat. Okay, we're gonna hand it back to you just so you can. We're gonna you're gonna win by forfeit. Isn't that what they did? Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Because that's when Steamboat's back injury happened. I think. Yeah. But when you look at it, it's like with Steamboat, it's like you TV title, tag title, U.S. title. Great matches in each of them. Yeah. But I want to circle back, and I want to stay on the old stuff because we are talking about Don West. Like I said, in hindsight, better announcer than we gave him credit for at the time. But he wasn't the right announcer for what they were doing. Taz brought some legitimacy into the booth. And you might not have liked how they gelled together, but I thought it improved the show because it was it was no longer yelling at you. So he sold it in a different way. It was just uh, I don't know, but it was it was better to me. But like I said, Don West, great salesman, what he did, and really not a nicer guy either, from what I understand, you know. And I know yeah, like, and the tributes that have just been coming in from have been amazing. From what I understand, uh, I saw something, and like I said, I didn't watch SmackDown tonight, but I guess that Michael Cole gave him a mention. Yes. Oh, wow. And he said, said something along the lines of, he made a big impact on the industry. Ha! <laughs> He said something along that lines, like it was tongue in cheek, you know. I was like, nice. Yeah, Vince wouldn't have done that. Uh, But anything else here before we wrap it up for the week? I think we've kind of covered all of our topics here. Probably ending on that note was probably a good spot to go. Oh. All right, then. Um, well, anyone listening, if you're not a member of the Rock and Randy's uh, Pro Wrestling Outlaws Facebook group, uh, please look us up on Facebook. Uh, request to be added. You can join in. Uh, actually, I think the three of us are the most regular posters on there outside of Jason uh, Gross. Yeah, Jason. Yeah. I've been, I. I Oh, I, I marked him as a group expert because he's always posting. Um, yeah. He, he's been more active than all of us until recently. <laughs> well, and we discussed at the beginning why I haven't been too active this week. But whenever I see something cool I get it. and it's old wrestling, I post uh, stuff like um, 
the clip that that full show from Bruno's promotion from 1982. I've always been looking for footage of that and came across it and shared it. I know Diggy's been posting some stuff. You've been posting some stuff. So, you know, we're, we're pretty active in there. And if you listen to us and you like what you hear and you're not on there, please join. We'll add you. We're all admins. Because when Dunn set it up, he made all of us freaking admins. <laughs> yes, he did. And he deserves all the credit for creating it, too. Yeah, I mean, he's the one who got us all together. Yes. Um, so I think this was a good show to end the year on. It, it sucks we didn't have everyone oh. on. But this was a, a lot of fun tonight, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I could only do a cameo on the last episode, which because of our special recording time there. So I missed out on the fun with Barry. But I came in right at the end to give you the good old. You did. Whatever it is that I bring to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that, uh, we will talk to you in two weeks. And Happy New Year. Happy Festivus. Ha, 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 ha.